5: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, great to be back on the home turf after spending a couple of days in Chicago. Welcome to the program. Hope you had a great week. Boys are here, ready to go, all fired up. I keep telling Todd, can't rest on our laurels. I might be going into the Radio Hall of Fame. Full speed ahead, Todd. Day one. It's a reset. I might. You know, I want to go in twice to the Radio Hall of Fame. Didn't Dave uh, Dave Grohl go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He went in with Nirvana, then the Foo Fighters. Yeah. So once I kick you guys to the curb, and then I start with my new show, <laughs> then I could go in. Yes, McLovin?
1: Bruce went in twice. Springsteen. Okay. All these guys. Lou Reed went in twice. You're totally eligible again. Okay. But you need to get us in next time. Uh.
5: No, because that's not going to happen. Given, <laughs> um, given the reaction at the banquet when I uh, introduced you guys and said, I couldn't have done it without the Danettes who made radio fun for me. It's the
6: ultimate challenge. Oh, yeah, it is.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yes, McLovin. Justin, the intern from some other show, got a standing <laughs> ovation.
5: Yeah, with uh, Charlemagne the God, I think, uh, you know, his entire crew got a standing ovation. You guys, crickets. All right, poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. The Astros win last night. The Braves still up three games to two. Tonight, Giants will be at the Chiefs. As far as uh, the NFL last night, your uh, Dallas Cowboys yesterday with the great win in Minnesota. And here is their head coach, Mike McCarthy, on their quarterback's performance, Cooper Rush.
7: You know, I can't say enough about, you know, Cooper, you know, being ready, number one, to jump in there and go and was productive, did an excellent job, commanded the offense. I thought Kellen did a really good job just kind of, you know, taking what they've given us and Cooper did a great, great job distributing the football. I can't say enough about our football team the last two weeks. Excellent win for us tonight. We knew it was going to be tough coming in here, uh, always is, and I'm proud of our football team.
5: Yeah, he should be. And Cooper Rush played well. You still think about the Minnesota Vikings. You got to win this game. You're at home. Keep hearing about, you know, Kirk D. Cousins and all these great stats. Win the game. They're an average team. I don't care how good his performance is or was. Step up. Big game. At home. And even if Dak Prescott didn't play it was and they lost, it was still the right decision. Think bigger picture here. This is not about your ego. This is not, hey, we got to prove week in and week out. This is a this is a war of attrition. This is about survival. Look at all the other teams with backup quarterbacks. Look at all the teams with injuries. You know, we're halfway point of the season. You got to be ready to go in December and January and hopefully February. Not now. And if you're going to hold him out, you made the right decision even if you didn't win that game. Saints over the Bucks, we'll dive into that a little bit further. The Jets have their new quarterback Who would have thought it's a guy out of Western Kentucky, Mike White, jets over the Bengals, Steelers, sneak by the Cleveland Browns, and Baker Mayfield had this message for us in the media.
7: Within the sports media world, it's going to be the world's falling down. We're going to handle it within the building and make the corrections we need to to execute. We have a good enough team. It's just that we're kicking ourselves in the foot right now, stubbing our toes, and just build one week at a time. That's why I said we're going to chip away. There's no big picture mindset. We've got to chip away one week at a time, and uh, we'll, we'll do just that.
5: Why do you care what we think, Baker? Who cares or what we're going to think? Just play football. That's, that's it the the media has been all over the cleveland browns as a favorite media loves talking about the cleveland browns it's been a great story should be a great team you got injuries but you know this isn't a we're going to win the division you've lost to pittsburgh you know baltimore we know is still good cincinnati we're going to find out if they are a true legitimate playoff contender but cleveland can't afford to have these you win these games you're at home you win the game You don't get style points. Don't worry about what the media has to say. Who cares? Patriots over the Chargers, that was my big surprise. I was surprised at that, and I thought the Lions were going to beat the Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles. Uh, Whiffed on those, because Patriots beating the Chargers. And here we are. Every week, we want to have a referendum. We know exactly what a team is going to be like or what a player is going to be like. And it was two weeks ago when everybody was telling me, Justin Herbert... That's who you build around. Well, maybe you do. But I said at the time, let's slow down. You know, we expect so much out of these young quarterbacks. And when you get the real high high, everybody jumps on. You know, it's a hot air balloon that's not tethered. No, it's got to be tethered. Because trust me, it's going to come back down to earth. Every quarterback. in In the 40 years that I've been covering the NFL, every quarterback has come back down to earth. Tom Brady lost to Trevor Simeon yesterday. You're making that one up. No, Trevor Simeon. I didn't even know he was on the roster. I thought my boy Ian Book was going to get some playing time, the Notre Dame quarterback. Book! It's just that's the NFL. It's week in and week out where you go, who is this and what are they doing? You no? Know? I don't think anybody had the Bengals losing to the Jets. I'm not surprised. But as I said, I thought the Lions, who had played close games, were going to win that game, and I didn't think the Patriots could beat the Chargers in Los Angeles. But that's why they play every single week. That's why we get surprised every single week. You have a standalone game tonight with the Chiefs against the Giants. This is one of those situations. The Kansas City Chiefs have to approach this in a way of saying, we got to pile on the points here. We can't win one of those, you know, 27-23 games. Like, you've got to blow them out. And, and you've got to, you know, kind of reestablish. They have to win this game just to be tied for last place in their division. I mean, that, it's crazy. But this is what the NFL is this season. You know, when you think you know, you don't know. And uh, that was a classic example yesterday of a couple of those games. Eight seven seven three 3 dp show email address dp at danpatrick.com. As we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. A Georgia-Oklahoma roll, Bama off, Cincinnati. Mm, Cincinnati can't afford these iffy wins. You know, you got to blow out Tulane. You barely got by Navy. You just, you can't leave doubt for these voters. Number two now, but that doesn't mean they're going to keep you number two. Michigan State with a big statement win against uh, Michigan. Uh, Ohio State got by Penn State, but actually dropped a little bit. Ole Miss out, and Wake Forest is 8-0. You know, when you look at the top 25 and you go, all right, let me see, Uh, Georgia, yeah, they're usually pretty good. Cincinnati. Then you got Alabama, yeah, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Ohio State, Oregon, Notre Dame, Michigan, Wake Forest. What? Wake Forest, undefeated at number 10. Then you start to look at UTSA, and you go, UTSA, United. Oh, my God, that's Texas, San Antonio. They're in uh, the top 20. They're 16th at 8-0. Kentucky is still in there. Houston's in there. Coastal Carolina, SMU, Louisiana, Lafayette, Fresno State, what the hell happened to college football this year? Hadn't been a great year. I don't know if there are any great teams. Somebody's got to win the Heisman, but man, you just watch and you go, okay, very little that you should be surprised about either in college or the NFL just feels like every week, which is fine. I love it, but it is November. It starts to get a whole lot more predictable here coming up in a couple of weeks. All right. Uh, As I mentioned, McLevin have a poll question today. I believe he's going to be armed and dangerous with that poll question. But, you know, we're reaching the halfway mark of the NFL season, and we've got some storylines already falling apart. Justin Herbert was the one quarterback everybody loved. He's still great. The Chargers come back down to earth. Bengals lose to a guy named Mike White out of Western Kentucky, not even drafted. The only undefeated team the Cardinals lose to the Packers at home on a Thursday night. Bucks look like the team to beat in the NFC. They fell to Trevor Simeon. And it's another reminder of we assume we know what's going on. We don't. It's a funny week. And uh, it'll be a funny week again next week. Teams look great now. They could fall apart by the end of the season. And a few teams we didn't expect to make a run will. I thought the Rams had the best uh, Sunday because they just did what they were supposed to do and they move on. And that's what you're trying to do. Now, look, be impressive, win those games, don't have it come down to, you know, one possession here. And I thought the Rams sort of stood alone because everybody was focusing in on some of the other teams who lost. But uh, I thought the Rams, with that performance, and granted, you expect the Rams to win. Uh, But, you know, we we expected the Bengals to win. Uh, Maybe you thought Tampa Bay was going to beat New Orleans. I could not help but think of Tom Brady's comment to Peyton and Eli Manning where he sort of said defenses are dumb. You know, it's like uh, dogs chasing cars. Well, I thought, man, that's a tough comment to make against the Saints because the Saints always have your number. At least they have since Tom has been in Tampa. All right, McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have? By the way, this program is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security I'm giving my listeners 40% off their award-winning home security. Take advantage of this. If you've thought about putting one in, this is the place to go. They're great people to work with. Best home security, award-winning home security. Learn more. Get 40% off your new system. Visit simplysafedan.com. Yes, McLovin. All right, well, we'll start with those Saints. Where do you turn at
1: quarterback? I'll give you four choices. You could shoot the ball down. Stay with Trevor Simeon Mm -hmm. out of Northwestern start Taysom Hill when he's out of the concussion protocol, sign Cam Newton, which is one rumor that's out there, or convince Drew Brees to get out of the booth. No,
5: no. Why is no, that not possible? No, no, no.
1: Is it the hair? Why yes. can't he come back? He
5: yeah, can't that helmet a, would be not help. You <laughs> can't put a helmet on that hair. You just can't.
1: He played uh, last year. I don't know why it's so unreasonable no, 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 to ask no, no, him no, to no, consider.
5: No, 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 no. No, no, no. He said last night that he wasn't interested if I'm New Orleans, I think Sean Payton has to have a talk with Sean Payton and just go, can I continue to win with Trevor Simeon? Or should I bring in Cam Newton? Should I bring in Cam Newton anyway, if I'm going to have Trevor Simeon out there? Well, what about Taysom Hill? I don't like t- Taysom Hill as a quarterback. He went 3-1 and one last year as a starter. I don't want Taysom Hill as my starting quarterback. I think you're getting him. I would rather have Trevor Simeon as my starting quarterback than Taysom Hill. I'd like utilizing, you know, they don't have Michael Thomas. Like, I, I don't have enough weapons there. You got Camara. I, I got to have other weapons in there. And I'd rather have Trevor Simeon as the quarterback. I would probably kick the tires on Cam Newton now. Yeah, club. The schedule's
1: not terrible for the Saints. They have the Falcons next week, and then the Titans, the Eagles, the Jets are coming up down the road, so they can sneak in, you know, play mid level and get into the playoffs. But is that the goal there? Sure. Yeah. Why not? You got a good defense.
6: Got a good defense. Uh yeah, Pauline. Mike Florio forty five minutes ago reported pro football talk per source. The Saints will not be pursuing Cam Newton to replace Jameis Winston. Okay. No. Yeah. Kind of hurts our poll question.
5: Yeah. Oops. No offense. That I, would have been nice to know. It. I,
6: could, I, I could have just poo pooed that, but I wanted to Yeah,
5: know. it could have been nice if you told me 14 minutes ago when we started the show. What if, if we should still just speculate on it. It could yeah. be fun anyway. Yeah. Pretend oh, we wait, didn't I, know. I
1: don't know why that, that tweet makes us less likely to pursue Cam Newton there. Wait, what's going on? I feel like I see that tweet. Oh, okay. They're obviously talking about Cam Newton. I don't know. It's not out of the, out of the woods yet. Okay. Uh, if the NFL had to relegate one team, which one would it be? The Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who got blown out by Dino Smith, or the Houston Texans?
5: Well, it feels like the Texans want to give up. The The Lions, I don't think they give up, although yesterday you could say that. They, they've played hard in all their games. The Texans are trying to give up. Yeah, the Jags had that onside kick, and I went, oh my God, they're going to run it back for it. They did. Man, that's a bad team. I, I would say the Texans need to be relegated. Or we combine the Lions, Jags, and Texans and see if they can they can oh. sum up somehow come up with a respectable team. How many wins do you think the Lions, Jags, and Texans would have if we combine their talents? For an entire season. Six? Seven? Maybe? Yeah, but relegation would be nice. That'd be fun. I'm all for relegation in college football as well. Yes, McLeod, and
1: it's not really a tank for a cor- an obvious tank for a quarterback situation, right? No,
5: no, they're just tanking because they don't want to play their quarterback. And as I told you last week, my source said that there's too many hurdles for Deshaun Watson to be traded, and that's what you're finding out. And I I told you, my source said that the Dolphins are asking the NFL. If they can talk to Deshaun Watson, they want to know if he'll settle those civil cases. You still have the other ones where criminal charges could be filed. I was also told that Deshaun Watson would not be suspended if he went to the Dolphins or Carolina. And you might be looking at a six game suspension next year. But, you know, I know there are a lot of people talked about eight. It might be eight reduced to six. But, you know, these are things that I just said there, there are too many hurdles here. And John McClain is a great columnist in Houston and has his finger on the pulse. And when, you know, he said, hey, you know, talks are heating up. And then I asked my source and said, there's too many legal hurdles. Now, he could still be traded by tomorrow. From what I'm told, though, it, it's, it's, it borders on impossible to try to trade Deshaun Watson right now. And what Houston was doing was leveraging. Dolphins wanted him. Carolina apparently was back in the mix of things. And then they were raising, uh, you know, what the ante was for Deshaun Watson. But uh, from what I know, what I'm told, he will not be traded. We'll talk to Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. He'll join us. Who is going to be traded here at the trade deadline? Also, uh, Carson Palmer will stop by. Um, I just got this. Oh, no. (sighs) Damn. This was my uh, Super Bowl sleeper. The Titans picked up the win against the Colts and Adam Schefter is reporting Derek Henry suffered a potentially, potentially season ending foot injury undergoing an MRI today to determine the full extent of the damage. Wow. All right. All right. We'll take a break. We'll uh, come back, get phone calls here. We'll settle on a poll question. Glad to have you part of the program. You can dial us up, email, you can tweet all the above operator, Marvin standing by, and uh, say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country and also our streaming partner, Peacock. Download the app. You can watch for free. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. LifeLock, you know, it feels like every single time I talk to you about LifeLock, I'm telling you about all the things that are going on. You know, these big tech support scams, you know, there's so many of them right now. Tech support scams. Are attacks that rely on fear, uncertainty, and doubt. They're designed to trick you into believing something is wrong, and then they steal your information. You know, somebody reached out and they were like, "Oh, you got to change your passwords." I'm like, you know, where'd this come from? But if you have LifeLock, you know, that's that fortress here. That's that barrier. Can't get through them. But, you know, they do say no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at all businesses. It's great to have LifeLock, helps detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information is being used, they send you an alert. And Keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. You join now, you save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code PATRICK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to LifeLock.com. Use that promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
3: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades.
8: to start listening.
5: Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options. Cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz vans build equipped, engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend, we'll settle on a poll question coming up a little bit later on. Carson Palmer will join us. I haven't spoken to him since last week when he came on and He said that, uh, hey, a wild card. How about Mike Tomlin? And all of a sudden, the NFL world exploded. And uh, we'll talk to Carson about that and uh, who he heard from after he made that mention on the program. If you're just joining us, Adam Schefter just tweeted that Derrick Henry suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury injury in the win against the Colts yesterday. He's going to undergo an MRI this morning to determine the full extent of the damage. And I started looking at his numbers the last couple of weeks, and if you take away a couple of home runs that he hit, you know, he had a 76-yard run, but he was averaging around, you know, three yards per carry, a little less than three yards per carry. So something, it felt like there was something that was brewing, something that was there, an existing injury, not sure, but right now... Uh, potential season-ending foot injury. Let's bring in Albert Breer, the senior NFL reporter and uh, lead content strategist for the Monday Morning Quarterback. Without Derrick Henry, what kind of team are the uh, Tennessee Titans?
7: You know, like the last two weeks, like you said, Dan, his production hasn't been what it, we've gotten used to it being. Um, and they found different ways to win. But I think you know as well as I do, like – part of the fact that they're able to produce in other areas of the game is the fact that the defense is game planning for Derek Henry and he changes everything for you. So, you know, I, he's one of the most important non quarterbacks, maybe the most important non quarterback to his team in the NFL and the drop off from him to Jeremy McNichols is going to be pretty big. So there, I mean, you know, you, you take them out of the equation. You know, I think now that three-game lead that they took on the Colts um, yesterday with that win looks less insurmountable. And now uh, now it's Ryan Tannehill's got to go earn his paycheck, right? And now this is, you know, what it, where A.J. Brown's got to make his money and where the whole Julio Jones trade has to come in. I, like, it's just... You know, so many things that were built around Derrick Henry and have been built around Derrick Henry the last two-plus years. Um, you know, and, and now you sort of have to reconfigure who you are because, I mean, like Jeremy Jeremy McNichols is a nice player, but the drop-off from Henry to McNichols when you're talking about a guy you can build your offense around is massive.
5: The Saints quarterbacking situation is interesting. Taysom Hill was in concussion protocol. Trevor Simeon comes to the rescue. Jameis Winston I don't know the severity of that but uh, I know he was dance dancing on crutches after the win but I don't know if that just hey I'm gonna have to have surgery here do you know anything about Jameis Winston this morning yet Albert
7: yeah I mean I know that they're bracing for the news that you know th- that confirms the ACL tear and that this is going to be it for the season for him and you know it's gonna be interesting seeing what they do going forward I like I was just somebody there told me last night, just don't assume that it's automatically going to be Taysom Hill or that we're just going to go straight with Taysom Hill as a quarterback when he's back off the concussion. Um, and it w- the point was raised to me because, you know, this guy who I was talking to said, we don't really have, like a massive amount of playmakers versus where they have been in the past when they had, you know, I mean Brandon Cooks and um, you know, Marcus Colston and and Jimmy Graham, all those guys over the years, they're not in that spot right now, especially with Michael Thomas still not playing. And so, you know, I know that there was at least a thought would we'd be better off with Trevor Simeon as the quarterback and then Taysom Hill in sort of a slash type of role yeah. or a platoon. And normally you'd say like, well, You know, you don't want to be you know having a quarter a quarterback shuffle shuttle will never work in the NFL, and you don't want to be messing with that because it'll screw with the continuity of your offense. But I mean, if there's one coach who'd be willing to to try it and who'd be comfortable trying it, I mean, it's the one down in New Orleans, right?
5: I think it makes the most sense that just like you said, they don't have weapons. They have Alvin Kamara, and if I can have Simeon as the quarterback. And and probably fits a little bit more of what they're used to with Drew Brees, and then I can have Taysom Hill, and it, at least I can interject him into the offense as well. I I and I think with that defense, you know, just keep us keep us in the game. You know, that's all. Yeah. And uh, keep it close, and uh, you know, we can help you win. But uh, to me, that probably makes the most sense. What's the game that you came away from going? What just happened?
7: Um, I would say. I mean the Saints game. I think is it, it was interesting, but they swept them last year in the yeah. regular season. And I think people underrate the talent on the Saints. We get so fixated on the quarterback, you know. Um, I I don't think people like fully grasped how good the team around Drew Brees was at the end of his career, and how they were sort of carrying him more than the other way around at the end, you know. Um, so now you can't see Drew Brees coming back, right? I don't think so. Okay, Philip Rivers maybe, but like i like i don't think i think you make your calls if you're sean payton now you call breeze you call rivers you see what shape those guys are in because you still feel like you've got a team capable of winning a championship i mean this team has been knocking on the door for five years now you know breeze or no breeze that's still a roster full of guys who are in the prime of their career so i think you know if you're sean payton you don't just stand pat you turn over every rock and see what you might be able to find out there um, Phillip Rivers. I mean, shoot. Do you take a swing at Deshaun Watson now?
5: Well, you, you will get him but because
7: your cap situation sucks, but they've always been able to solve that. You know what I mean? Like they've always been able to find a way. Do you take a Cause that's the other thing that that franchise has been willing to move draft picks in the past for veteran players. They have not been shy about doing that because they're so confident in their ability to draft and develop. They don't. They feel like they don't need the surplus of picks that other teams do, so they've been willing to give up picks in the past. Um, you know, sort of like the Rams are. So, I mean, if wow. you're them, do you take a wild swing at Deshaun Watson now? I, and I'm not. I'm not suggesting it's going to happen, but I, I think, I think Sean will turn over every rock, you know. And so, whether it's making a phone call on Watson or, um, you know, or calling Rivers and seeing, hey, when your high school season's <laughs> over, would you want to come out? I, I, like, I, I just think you have to, though, Dan. That's the thing is because it's to me, it's like just rattle off the names in that roster and how many guys are right in the heart of the prime of their careers. And, you know, your Kamaras, your Ryan Ramchicks, your, um, your, your Cam Jordans is on the back end, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, um, Demario Davis, like so many guys that are right either in the heart of the prime of their careers or are on the back nine. And, you know, I – I just feel like they've still got an opportunity to compete at a really high level. And maybe this opens the door for them to do something creative that they wouldn't have thought of had Jameis not gone down.
5: Talking to Albert Breer, the uh, senior NFL reporter lead strategist for the Monday morning quarterback. You can read his column this morning. Cooper cup is having one of the greatest seasons, the greatest start to a season (laughs) for a wide receiver in over 50 years. Mm -hmm. Why is he not getting any credit?
7: because I think most of the people who go through that offense don't get credit. It goes to McVeigh, and whether or not that's fair or not, I'm not, you know, I don't know, but you know, like I, you know, you look at the the skill position players who've gone through there with the exception of Gurley. I think most of those guys have been seen as sort of a creation of McVeigh. Um, you know Robert Woods, I think, the same way. Yeah. and they clearly value both those guys. Both those guys are making sixteen, seventeen million dollars a year. So it's not like they don't value them. But I do think that there's maybe a little bit of a perception out there that skill position players who go through there are to some degree uh, a production uh, a product of 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 the system. And that's why I think people are so like excited to see what Matthew Stafford looks like in it, you know, because you had Jared Goff who was another guy. Who was seen as the product of the system the last few years so what happens when you put like a true like franchise type talent in there you know and we've seen the results so i think that's really it is that you know cooper cups never played anywhere else got was wasn't a first round pick um you know and and i think part of you know playing there is so many people have had success so many skill position players have had success coming through that system that now every guy who does have that sort of success, no matter how much they reward him or tell you with the money, how much that he means to them and everything else, like everybody's sort of seen as a cog in the machine.
5: Cooper cup is the first player in the super bowl era with at least nine (laughs) hundred receiving yards, 10 touchdowns through his team's first eight games of a season. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Pretty good. good. Did the jets find their quarterback yesterday? It's weird. Isn't it? How like, they put him
7: in and Josh Johnson went in in the middle of that game and he looked okay too. Like, so I don't know if it like makes you raise some questions about Zach Wilson and how ready he was to play in the NFL, you know? Um, Because I think there were some people that looked at that across the NFL and said, Um, is there like, like, has the staff done enough with Zach Wilson, you know, and you have a first time coordinator there and they went through a tragedy on their offensive staff over the summer, but they lost the guy who was going to be like the most experienced guy, you know, on that, on that staff list on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and so I think there were a lot of people, you know, inside the league that were thinking like, are they doing enough to help Zach Wilson? And then you throw Mike White in there and my God, he looks competent. You know and this isn't just this week he looked competent when they threw him in against the Patriots last week too so yeah I mean I think it's fair to ask some of those questions and I've heard some of those questions that like Zach has a ways to go as far as learning just how to run an NFL offense and how to take house money you know what I mean like not try to turn every play into a 70-yard touchdown and I think you're sort of seeing it now and maybe it's good for Zach Wilson to get to see someone else running the offense but yeah I mean Mike Mike White makes I mean, you watch Mike White. It's like, why did they trade for Joe Flacco? I was sort of thinking that last week, too. Yeah. Like, like even after the way he came in and, like, stabilized things against the Patriots when they were getting blown out, like, you could see a little something there. And I think it definitely carried over to this week where it's like, maybe they shouldn't have thrown the draft pick away for Joe
5: Flacco. Uh, the Cowboys, I thought, made the right deci- decision, even if they had lost to the Vikings, that you don't have, you know, Dak Prescott, I got to look for the bigger picture here what happened last year. And, you know, you got a team that can compete in the NFC. And, you know, Cooper Rush comes in and they didn't miss him. But, you know, I think the bigger question I have is still about the Minnesota Vikings, Albert. Because if you have a good quarterback, you're in no man's land. You need to have a great quarterback or it feels like you start over. you got Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's not great, not elite. Mm -hmm. um, But it feels like they're just, that's a team stuck in neutral.
7: Yeah, and if I'm the, I mean, I guess the analogy would be if you're the Wolves right now. Do you ask are we the 45 win NBA team, right? Like the team that's like just good enough to never get the franchise player, yeah. you know, that is just sort of stuck there, and you're going out in the first or second round every year, and you're spinning your wheels. Uh, and they have like talent in the roster. I actually think like the front office has done a good job of kind of replenishing the talent there and bringing in younger guys you look at the way they've like kind of swapped out guys like stefan diggs is out then you know justin jefferson comes in in the backfield they lose adrian peterson he gets older dalvin cook comes in on um, the way they've replaced some guys on the offensive line Darius has played pretty well for them um you know they've just sort of constantly been able to I guess, like replenish certain positions. And you wonder, is that what's holding them back? Is the coaching what's holding them back? Because, um, you know, I love Mike Zimmer as a coach, but they've sort of been in this spot. Like they've sort of been the same team since he got there, right? Like up one year, down the next. Um, that they, they sort of peaked out in 2017 with Case Keenum as their quarterback and going to the NFC title game. So, yeah, I mean, I think if they continue on this path, And you were sitting there at the end of the season and they're like 10 and seven or nine and eight and they either just made the playoffs or they're just out. Like, I think it's fair to ask those questions and look like, I think internally they've asked those questions too, because you know, like Zimmer was sort of a sleeper name a couple of years ago as a guy who could wind up out and he survived and got an extension. And then they kicked the tires really hard on Justin Fields in the spring to the point where if. I mean, that was who the bears were trying to get in front of to get fields. And so maybe they don't trade down and maybe they wind up with Justin fields. If he slips a couple more spots. Um, I think those questions have been asked internally and yeah, you wonder if like that doesn't lead to some change after this year, if things don't change, if they don't wind up like 13 and four, 12 and five or whatever, like, are you, are they just sitting there spinning their wheels?
5: I'm, I, I was really surprised at this. You know, the Browns should have won that game against the Steelers. I mean, you're hosting yeah. the Steelers. I, you know, you, you should still win those games. But Baker Mayfield had this to say <laughs> after the game about the media. Within sports
7: media world, it's going to be the world's falling down. We're, we're going to handle it within the building and make the corrections we need to to execute. We have a good enough team. It's just that we're kicking ourselves in the foot right now, stubbing our toes, and just build one week at a time. That's why I said we're going to chip away. There's no big picture mindset. We got to chip away one week at a time, and uh, we'll, we'll do just that. Okay. First, how of do you all, kick
5: yourself in the foot? I don't know unless it's <laughs> one foot kicks the other foot. <laughs> yeah. But I think you shoot yourself in the foot. But hey, yeah. Uh Why? Why does he care about the media? Like because he always has. that's I, part of I, the he's had rabbit ears.
7: I, I mean it's part of it's part of what it's part of what like drives him right wasn't this the guy he was at Oklahoma too like he had rabbit ears like i mean like i don't care they needed my own water but he like that's what the flag was right that's what the flag pl- planning was was having rabbit ears right yeah
5: yeah but you, i mean it, the, the, the media it's part loves the is, browns though. the media covers the browns far more than the browns deserve
7: uh, yeah i i know what you're saying but like i don't like Yes, you're right because I think there's like that. There's been there's been that circus element to it. Now it's like, are they no longer the circus? Because I think you know, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry and those guys did an effective job of, of kind of calming it down. I think it. I think there is a fair question to ask as he's starting to feel it though. Like I am now playing for my job, you know, because he doesn't have a contract. And generally, quarterbacks who the first round quarterbacks historically, if you look at it, the first round quarterbacks who go through three years and then don't get a big extension like after that third year just usually don't get that extension period there I don't know if there's one case where the team waited and then after year four Andrew Luck is the one case which is where it was like that was just like wait a year and we'll we'll do it right but it's very rare that a team doesn't make that doesn't just give the guy the extension after the third year so I'm sure he's feeling it a little bit too. And that now like a 3 and one start has become 4 and 4 And if they don't win the playoffs, I mean, that's a pretty complete roster, right? So where are they going to look to upgrade? And I think the obvious thing would be, can we afford to have this guy on our roster at 40 to $45 million a year? That's a very real question, you know? And so like, I think Baker probably feels it a little bit, feels that pressure a little bit. And he knows that everybody's looking at him and pointing at him and saying, is he good enough? And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a fair question to ask. And, And I think, you know, if you gave Andrew Barry truth serum, he would tell you like right now, like for the rest of this year, it's Baker Mayfield versus Deshaun Watson. It's Baker Mayfield versus Aaron Rodgers. It's Baker Mayfield versus Russell Wilson. It's Baker Mayfield versus whoever might be out there available for us in, in February and March, when we have to make a decision on what we want to do with the position going forward.
5: I'll leave you with this. These standalone games, everybody has an opinion the day after. Kansas City tonight. How important is to win this yeah. game and win with style points?
7: I, I don't think it's... You know what's funny is, like, people have said that style points. Like, why doesn't it look the way it used to? I, I think, like, if you talk to enough people in the league, you even talk to people in that building what they'll tell you is they don't need the style points. They need to do the routine stuff better, right? Like, so they've got this completely reworked offensive line and that's been a problem. No question. Orlando Brown going right to left hasn't worked out quite the way that they hoped it would. And when your left tackle isn't right, that can create problems elsewhere. Uh, You know, but really like, how do you manage that? Okay. Well, you can manage that by running the ball effectively. They're not calling enough run plays. Like Clyde edwards Hilaire is hurt. I understand that, but like that's one way to calm down the offensive line problem. What's another way to calm down the offensive line problem? For Mahomes to take the easy money, to 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 to, to check the ball down, to throw the ball short, so he's not holding it as long, so it doesn't expose the issue. He's not doing that. You know is mahomes playing too much like he did at texas tech like are we seeing that guy who felt like he had to take the team on his shoulders too much and he's not doing the he's not doing the routine thing and then on defense it's the two guys that you paid it's frank clark and it's and it's and it's chris jones like are those guys coming anywhere close to what they're getting paid they've been banged up they've been averaged when they've been out there and not having those guys play at the level that they've played at the last couple of years has exposed an ordinary back seven so i think a lot of this stuff is pretty simple it's on offense can they make the routine play right like can they make the routine play can they go to people other than travis kelsey or tyree kill and can mahomes play like a more conservative game and then defensively i mean the offense playing more conservatively would help the defense right like because now you're maybe shortening the game a little bit which isn't their comfort zone but maybe what you have to do here can you get your best players on defense playing better? To me, it's like it's it's like two, three, four. If you talk to people in that building, it's like two, three, four very simple things. But you can't say with any certainty that it's just going to click and happen.
5: Great to talk to you as always. Thank you, bud. All right. Thanks for having me, Dan. That's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. Why do I feel like the Giants are going to lead tonight three to nothing? I don't know why. I just feel like the Giants will lead three to nothing and then lose, you know, 28 to 9 or something. We'll take a break. Our play of the day is up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
8: Bar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
5: wherever you get your podcasts from.
2: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
7: Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China.
0: Anyone can win. Relationships matter. And only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: To start listening. Oh my God! The play The
5: play's called play. of the day. Tyler left side, got it! i are gonna play it, and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. In
1: the shotgun, takes the snap, drops back, looks right, looks left, fires in the back of
7: the end zone. Open is Croft. He's got it. That's a jet touchdown. Tyler Croft, all alone. White, White finds him for the go-ahead score with 345 to go. Unbelievable.
5: Jets radio network. White finished with 405 yards, joining Cam Newton as the only quarterback since 1950 to pass for 400-plus yards in their first career start. As you might expect, the New York media has already moved on from Zach Wilson. Mike White is the future here. Yes, Paulie? You
6: know, this is kind of a real situation. Let's say, hypothetically, Mike White is something. Like a young quarterback who is bypassed. What is he, Western Kentucky? Yeah. And the Jets have him under contract as a backup probably just the end of the year. They have to, would have to consider keeping him on the roster, which means you'd have to pay him a little bit to be a backup, which I'm sure he wouldn't want to do. If you let him go and he becomes really good somewhere else, people will remember that in New York forever.
5: Yeah, but you already spent all of this on Zach Wilson. That's what I'm saying.
6: They're not in a position where they could keep this guy if they thought. Let's say in three weeks he has two more really good games. Well, he's got a game Thursday night. Against?
5: Uh, Does it matter with Mike White? Who do the Jets play (laughs) Thursday night? Back row, no? The Colts? Oh, the Colts, that's right. Oh, McLevin's got his uh, Andy Reid Halloween costume on. I can't
1: can't see anything because I have the foggy visor on. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> all right looks good feels a little like popping champagne on january
5: 2nd though uh, yeah. wearing a costume now well you, you <laughs> did wear the costume on friday in chicago but we weren't on tv yeah
1: it's actually being on tv and trying to wear it is much more difficult because i can't, I can't see by mic or the phone or anything
5: the play of the day is brought to you by breeder's cup from every corner of the globe they come, the best thoroughbreds from around the world. One goal in mind, title of world champ. Visit breederscup.com slash 2021 for more information. You can catch all the action next weekend on NBC Sports. Here is uh, Mike White, the Jets quarterback, on the game plan that uh, his offensive coordinator had for him. Mike came to me on Saturday and called me and, and said he was going to let it let it rip to start the game cuz he thought
1: that with a backup getting his first start and and uh, they would be tight and not let us run the ball. So I think that, that was awesome. We, we were able to soften them up, and then we got our run game going and then screen game, and when they were getting real soft, we'd check it down, and, and Michael Carter and Ty Johnson were making great run after the catch. And So I think the decision to cut it loose early kind of
5: caught them, them off guard, and we were able to uh, execute the offense from then on. That sounds like a leader to me. That's uh, Mike LaFleur, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Jets there. Oh, boy. You know, the New York media has just been jonesing for a decent quarterback with the Jets. For...
1: Nope, no pun in jonesing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes, McLevin. Does it feel a little like Matt Flynn when he had that huge game for the,
5: uh, for the Packers, Well, though? if this was at the end of the season and Mike White had this kind of performance, then he might be able to turn it into what Matt Flynn did. He got that contract with the Seattle Seahawks. But, uh, you know, the worst thing that could happen is Thursday night and he doesn't play well. You know you like that mystery, you always want the mystery. hmm you know is he a is he a franchise quarterback? I have no idea. I do know that it was probably seven or eight years ago where I think he had a tweet when uh, he said he was going to break Peyton Manning's record or records and uh I I don't know if he was in high school at the time, but he was basically saying, hey, hate to break it to you, but you're not going to be holding those records. So he doesn't lack confidence. Uh, and he had a good junior year at Western Kentucky. Then I think his coach left and uh, I think he kind of fell off the uh, the NFL map. Yeah, Paul.
6: Yeah. Mike White tweeted in uh, 2013, Peyton Manning, I hate to break it to you, but I'm going to break your record one day. <laughs> he didn't specify which one.
5: Yeah. Well, didn't Peyton have the most interceptions by a rookie quarterback?
6: It appears that White was referring to the NFL record of 55 touchdowns oh, that Manning had.
5: okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> yes, McLovin. By the way, random question. That Tom Brady's on pace to set the all-time passing yardage record in 17 games. He'll pass Peyton Manning. Would that count?
5: I don't think so. I, I don't know. I mean, we look at rushing records, and, you know, guys were setting the records at 14 games. Now 16 now 17. Maybe the NFL will recognize him. One more item. We close out hour one when you listen to pro athletes talk about fitness. They're not always talking about how much they can bench or how much they can squat. They always talk about getting sleep, getting rest. There's a lot to be learned from athletes. It's fall, so all four pro sports are going on. And that means seven nights a week, we have great games to watch. And we have to be on our A game, which means quality sleep. If you want to sleep like a pro, you have to check out Sleep Number. Sleepers who routinely use their Sleep Number 360 smart bed and Sleep IQ technology get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL, because proven quality sleep is game-changing sleep, save up to $700 on Sleep Number 360 smart bed's Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleepnumber stores or sleepnumber.com slash patrick. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.
8: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All stars four is